Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all, you might have noticed the break in the podcast last week. We had a bumpy ride with school on Tuesday leading into the holiday weekend, and I was busy putting my own skills and tools into practice, putting them to the test. But, you know, we're doing much better now. So I'm back, and I'm ready to talk a bit more about anger. But before we dive in, I know I mentioned the new website in my last podcast, and I've been really working on streamlining and simplifying a lot this fall. Another way I'm doing that is through Substack. Okay, I have moved this podcast and my email list, The Lifeline, over to Substack. If you're already on the list, you may have noticed the change already. But what that really means for you is that there's now a digital space to connect. This podcast will continue to show up in your podcast app. The Lifeline will continue to function as an email list. But if you want more community, get onto Substack. You can leave comments, join a chat. I've barely scratched the surface with all the features that are available there and how I want to use them to connect more with all of you, but I'm really excited about it, and I'd love to connect with you over there, okay? Now let's dive in. In the last episode, I shared some ideas for how you can regulate yourself when your child is feeling angry so that you can respond calmly and help them through it rather than get tangled up in their anger and prolong the experience. This week, I want to talk a little bit more about anger and how you can help them with whatever is causing their anger. This is detective work. You have to get curious and come up with a number of possibilities because odds are your child isn't going to be able to articulate why they're getting so angry. And if they are, they probably don't have a good sense of what the root cause is, at least not in the moment, not when they're actually angry, right? And that's not to say that your child isn't capable or articulate, but this is a skill that's difficult for most adults. More often than not, Humans in general will blame others for their angry, for, for their anger. Like, I'm angry because she pushed me, or I'm angry because my kids aren't listening to me. And while those things are superficially true, there's more to the story when we look at the whole picture instead of focusing on what other people are doing to us. As adults, that might mean recognizing that we were already feeling overwhelmed and the kids not listening just pushed us over the edge. 
right? There are a lot of factors at play for us. The same is true for our kids, but they typically have less awareness, especially when it comes to things like skills that they're lacking. They might be able to identify that they were feeling overwhelmed, but less able to articulate that their overwhelm was coming from their lack of time management. Or they might be angry because school is boring, but they don't know that they are doing work that's too easy. And if they were working at their level, it would be more engaging. Or it might be that they're mad at their friend for dominating their recess time. They don't recognize that they need to speak up more clearly and set some boundaries around how they are spending their time at recess. So how do we figure all of this out? We have to talk to our kids. But these conversations may work differently than you'd expect. We, the adults, need to enter into these conversations seeking to gather data and form hypotheses. We need to act like scientists or detectives. And we have to be good listeners to do this. We have to be calm. They have to be calm. And we need to be ready to connect. They might not be ready to talk right away either. You may need to spend time intentionally connecting first. You may need to show them that you still enjoy them and their company. Actually, I highly recommend that you do this daily, no matter what. Find something to smile about with them. Greet them with warmth. <laughs> Keep fueling connections. Play with them. These things can fall by the wayside if you're feeling overwhelmed by their anger. Be intentional about it. At first, this may be the sole focus. But as you feel more connected, look for those times when you're both feeling calm to talk. And when you do, Focus on what happened, not why. So instead of saying, why were you so angry earlier? You might say, hey, I noticed you got really angry this morning. And I was hoping you could tell me a little more about what happened so that I can understand. They still might not have much to say. That's okay. You can fill in the gaps. You can say, can I tell you what I noticed? I noticed that, and then let them correct you if they want to. If they don't, you can ask them, does that sound right? Is there anything I'm missing? They still might not say much. This isn't a perfect science. Remember, you're just gathering information. When you've gathered as much as possible through conversation or observations, and you can start coming up with theories for why they're getting so angry. Try to come up with at least three. This is a good rule of thumb. This is something that we had to do in my child observation class in grad school. Okay, We had a, 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 I think it was child study. Anyway, we had a class where we had to pick out one of the students in our class and spend time just observing them and noticing what happened and then coming up with ideas or theories of why this happened. And then the next step for us was to go 
dive into the literature and see what we could find to help develop our theories even more, to help us figure out which one we thought was probably the most likely to be true, right? So we're going to apply the same thing here and just try to find three theories. If your child got angry at their sister, it might have been that they didn't like her poking them, right? Pure and simple. Or maybe they were already dysregulated from transitioning away from gaming. The third possibility could be that they were doing something that they thought was harmless and they didn't realize how it was impacting their sister. And that was what prompted her to start poking them. Each hypothesis suggests a different type of support needed. They might need help communicating and setting boundaries with their sister. They may need extra support transitioning away from gaming or transitioning in general. They may need some help understanding how their actions are impacting others without any judgment about their intentions. They might need you to acknowledge that they didn't mean to bother anybody. Taking the time to consider these different possibilities forces you to hold off on taking action. It keeps you from moving too quickly and assuming that you have the answer. It also creates more space for you to listen and for them to be heard. So you've listened, you've observed, you've formed some theories, and you have a new perspective. Sometimes the path forward becomes completely clear right here. Sometimes you have to bring it back to them. You might say, hey, I've been thinking about what's been happening for you lately, and I'm wondering if, and then lay out your hypotheses. Give them a chance to point you in the right direction. Let them tell you, no, that's not it at all, or that's the problem. And once they do, you can offer to help them figure out how to solve the problem. Letting them lead with their ideas and introducing your own as needed, okay? And something to keep in mind as you're having these discussions, as you're bringing it up with your child, is that you are also looking for patterns. So you may have noticed these, this one thing happening here and come up with some th theories about why it's happening. You can then start to connect those theories to other situations and other instances where similar things are happening. So you may start to see patterns and that may guide you forward as well. All right, I hope this is helpful. There's more to your child's anger than may meet the eye. If you can uncover the root cause, you can work with them to resolve it. And if you pair that with what we talked about in the last episode, shifting your reactions to their anger, and you make a point of connecting, of smiling when you see them, or showing them that you love and care about them and enjoy them, even when they're, they're struggling, they're going to come out of this feeling that support 
They're going to gain emotional intelligence. And they're going to start building these new skills, the skills that they're lacking in these different situations. Right? This is what we want. Okay. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I will talk to you in the next episode.